In Ag and Review for the week ending January 24th, we had this update on the biggest surprise so far regarding the Farm Bill. Well, as we continue to monitor the progress of the Farm Bill, Bob Redding, who represents our peanut growers in Washington, D.C., gives us an update on the remaining issues left to be resolved. Well, uh, two issues, uh, or actually three, are still outstanding big issues. The dairy uh, situation with their program, supply management versus a different program. Uh, payment limits still unresolved, and then actively engaged definitions still unresolved. And surprisingly, despite the expected fight over the nutrition title, it's the commodity title that remains the hold up. We're still in, in Title I, and uh, it's been very frustrating. This process started in 2010 for the Southeast. We started in Troy, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia for public hearings on the Farm Bill and Title I concerns. And uh, it's been a long time. We had uh, we even changed chairman since then and ranking members in the Senate. Redding notes that one of the more disappointing hurdles has been the quarrel between the commodity groups. This has been very frustrating for Southern commodities, and I can only speak for peanut. Of course, peanut and rice have been uh, isolated to a degree in, in the debate uh, early on by some of the commodity groups in the Midwest. And uh, it's been uh, frustrating for us. Uh, you know, we, we don't try and tell them what kind of programs they should have, and we don't think they should tell us what kind of programs we have. Redding does say that he expects the farm bill to be completed within the next 30 days. And Randall Wiseman had this report on truck weights. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association, along with state affiliates, has submitted comments on the Department of Transportation's truck size and weight limit study. Jim Handley, executive vice president of the Florida Cattlemen's Association, talks about the potential impact of increased truck weights on the beef industry. As you well know, most cattle are transported on highway systems these days. I don't know that you could find a rail car to haul live cattle in if you attempted to do so. With the exception of some exported live animals that may go by air or some by boat, uh, everything goes over the roads. So an increase in efficiency would be vital to us. Everything we produce gets on the road headed north or west. One of the things the DOT is looking at with this issue is highway safety. As far as safety is concerned, we experienced some periods of time when we had some emergency executive orders put in place here in Florida with some reciprocal agreements with neighboring states during the period of the hurricanes in 04 and 05 and just about for a 24-month period we were able to load trucks heavy up to 95,000 pounds and there was no increase in safety issues. For the long term we're willing uh, as an industry to see a sixth axle placed under trailers of these and so the braking and the load per axle, the weight per axle would basically be the same as what we have today. There'd be fewer trucks on the road with the same braking power and the same load weight per axle ratio. We feel like you'd not see any increase in safety issues. But Handley said increased truck weights would actually have a tremendous impact for the cattle industry. Let's use an example of here in the case of Florida. We just recently did some calculating, and, and we're paying $3.80 a loaded mile. And, and let's assume uh, a typical trip for a, a load of Florida cattle would be from Okeechobee, Florida, to Amarillo, Texas, in that general vicinity. That's about a 1,750-mile run. That particular run, it cost us about 13.3 cents a pound. And if we were able to increase truck weight limits, we would have a significant savings 
of probably in the neighborhood of uh, $11 a head on a 500-pound calf. Thus, he encourages cattle producers to get involved by contacting their elected officials on this issue. We need to weigh in with our elected officials and ask them to grant the states the authority and the opportunity to establish their uh, weight limits on the federal highways within their given state. It would improve efficiency. It would basically help the environment. In our case, just shipping one year's worth of calf production of feeder calves, we estimate 1,600 fewer truckloads over the highways. That's less fuel burned. And in our case, it'd be about an $8.8 million a year net to our little Florida cattle industry. When you multiply that nationwide, it has a tremendous amount of impact. And as we try to feed the world and keep food production costs down, this is one efficiency that needs to be taken advantage of. Hadley said in Florida they have been working to get an increase in truck weight limits for a long, long time and encourages everyone to get involved as this issue is of importance for cattle producers across the country. And as we wrap up for this week, we have Everett Griner's view on Franken plants. You know, I sometimes wonder if science has gone too far. I'm reading about plants that are grafted to other plants to create something new. I planted what I thought was cucumbers last spring. When they developed, they looked more like a cantaloupe. I had grown a number of cucumelons, a cucumber and a watermelon. One thing I learned was don't plant anymore, ever. Well, now comes tomato. The name tells you what to anticipate. Above ground, something like a tomato. But on the same vine, below ground, a potato. All right, what comes next? Maybe a grape nut. You know, a grape on one side of the vine, almonds on the other. Grape nut. Or squashing. Onions in the ground, squash on the vine. Sure, it's stupid, but no more than cucumelon or tomato. Science must have a lot of time to waste. Sounds like it. And don't forget, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.